Listeners, you're listening to Rock Phoenix Live, so let's do just that. This is Blinding Lights by St. Asonia, Rock Phoenix Live. I've been trying to call, I've been on my own for long enough, maybe you could show me how to love, maybe, I'm going through withdrawals, you don't even have to do too much, maybe you could show me how to love, maybe. forth ye old dwellers and listen to a tale of rock phoenix live spread the news to and fro for tonight's show sword metal you will know Oh, 
Metal right here on Rock Phoenix Live.
What up, listeners of Rock Phoenix Live? Welcome, you dwellers, to another edition. Rocketh Phoenix Liveth. Rocketh Phoenix Liveth. You know what? That last song, I don't even know who that was, sorry. So Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I felt like I was at a Christmas concert again. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, they might be on the list tonight. Do you know what? That's what I feel is your sword music. That is a perfect... What do I always say? Progressive? No, it's a perfect example of. I remember last week I had the same word, like the oh, word that I kept using. Epitome. That is the epitome of progressive music. But you know what? When I look it up, I'm looking up symphonic metal. Right. Right? Like symphony metal. Then you call it sword metal. But it's all kind of the same. It's mixed with a little goth and, you know, obviously it's heavy metal, but they just tweaked it. I think sword metal is a uh, redheaded stepchild or another cousin, as we've done in genres before, of black metal. Yep. That was part of it, too. It stems another from genre. that, uh, you know, it's like taking We're Not Gonna Take It and then taking it to a whole dark level. And then you take out some of that darkness and put the happiness into a category, and that's the sword metal. And add in some some keyboard or some classical instruments, right. and then you've taken it to yep. that level. And exactly, that's it. It's like you pull off the bad, the good stuff of black metal, yep. and you stick it in its own category, and sword metal is the, the good side of black metal. I think when you say sword metal, though, because you are giving like a visual there, like you're, you're picturing somebody on their horse, you know, with a sword on their side, and they're going to go, I don't know, to battle or, right. you know, so have this a is joust why, or something. This is why I call it sword metal. I call it sword metal because the songs, you know what, it, it all goes back to when I first started listening to this music. And what happened was, we talked about another episode of Rock Phoenix Live, mp3.com. Used to be around, it was free, it was for everybody back when, you know, we all had compact computers with the mo- with the speakers attached to the monitor, yep. you know, you had to turn your monitor on, you didn't have none of this, it automatically comes on anymore, back in the old days of the 90s. You're so old. Back when we had chat rooms. So we had, old. Instead of having Instagram and Facebook, we had chat rooms. And you would, and dial you know, up. Right. You've got mail. <laughs> and you would be able to chat with a midget, chat with, you know, whoever. <laughs> that that person could be whoever you they think are. They're a midget. They're whatever they tell you they are. How no, would you know? Right. It's just whatever your fantasy was, uh-huh. people just play the role. Anyway, back then there was a, sh- uh, a, a website called mp3.com. mp3.com totally had a place where musicians could post their music for free and you would be able to go on there and then just listen to the music. Just go ahead and you could click all night. Different bands. I mean, you can do that now, but this was pre-Napster. Right. And it was just great. And once I'm Napster sure came around, everything got let, locked down into a, and you had to pay a contract. Pretty sure mom did not have unlimited internet access. She didn't, but you had like 1,500 <laughs> hours from AOL. Oh. Remember, oh, every time yeah. you go somewhere, you get like extra hours. Right. So right. you load the disc. Anyway, I heard Hammerfall. I've heard so many progressive metal bands. And it was a, there was actually a genre called progressive metal on mp3.com. Oh, that's cool. Not the, sword metal, though. No. <laughs> but when I first heard it, it reminded me of um, music you would play in a battle scene. Right? You're up on your horse. Yeah. Dun, da, 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 da. And they say horse 
They say knights. They say sword. They say spears. Well, a lot of it's fantasy theme, but you're right. A lot of it is is not. It's it's almost gives us the visual of medieval. But when I was looking it up, I assumed it would be fantasy theme because I I know Hammerfall. We've seen him a couple of times. Delane came with them. Man, I can't believe how many bands we missed because we didn't think we should see them. Like Sabaton and uh, Delane. Yeah. I hear their music now and I'm like, damn it. That was just whatever. Because we had to go home early because we were old. And we have to work. (laughs) Right. No, we did. We had to work, of course. Um, But I always assumed fantasy themed. I never really paid attention to the lyrics. But I guess a lot of it is just... Is has a broad range of themes, you know? Um, just like heavy metal music does, it doesn't all have to be doom and gloom. And death metal, yeah, is pretty much all doom and gloom. And, and they death, follow it to but, a T, like we talked about with some of those documentaries. They, You watch that death metal, and yeah. these guys believe They're pretty in specific, it. Yeah. yeah. They burn down they churches live because they believe so much in their music. Right? But I mean, just because you're heavy metal or progressive metal or symphonic. The symphonic, I think, is a really, really brilliant description because it says symphony right, right. in it. I'm thinking classical instruments, which some of them do combine. Like all your, like in medieval times, they had violins and violas, you know? And they have clarinets and flutes, of course right um cellos are classical instruments i don't know about medieval but instruments they didn't have electric guitars they didn't have electric bass they didn't have that well they didn't have keyboards and most of them i guess it's more common to just play all of these extra sounds like symphonic elements just through a keyboard and you know you have to appreciate those instruments you have to appreciate the music that they had back then in order to um you know, appreciate music nowadays. You know, yeah. they didn't ha- like. You know, you they had sitars. They had you know, like like the, the Indian culture has that. Ding, 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 ding. Right, they had yeah. strings attached to other ends. You could tune them, but they didn't have like what we have called hard rock today. Well, yeah, they had nothing to sort of you know make it a, a, out there. We didn't right. have amplifiers. Yeah, we didn't know? have radio shows. Right, but you know what? They did have amplifiers because they built amazing things like. Coliseum. And you know what? You're supposed to be able to stand down at the bottom and drop a dime or a quarter, whatever your jack happens to be. And somebody way, way, way up, if it's quiet, can actually hear that. Oh, no kidding. Like floors and floors up there. Yeah, they That's were built Supposedly, for that. the, uh, the, Dis- amazing, the huh? Disney Hall in uh, Hollywood oh, is the same thing. Yeah. Like if you go to see yeah, a concert there, it's got amazing acoustics. Like you yeah. can hear everything. And yeah. millions of bucks. It's not somebody carving stone out of a <laughs> Well, Caesar had millions of dollars. He had millions of people. Who do you think the first ever metal band to use an actual whole orchestra was? Oh, um... Oh, 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 oh. And if you don't know who, do you want to guess how long ago this was? And it was here in the United States, is what I'm saying. Not not Pink... No, metal band. Metal Um, band... I would say Kiss, but no. No? You know what? It was Black Sabbath. That's They had Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, I guess, was their song. I don't really know much about Black Sabbath. I'm just a big fan of Ozzy. But it was 1973. Wow. Holy crap. Right? Like, that's them thinking... 
not only are they rocking out, but how can we make our song even more amazing? When somebody puts their headphones on, say, I got my ears on tonight, and you're just your mind is blown because they have an entire orchestra. Right. I don't know how many people, however. Well, but. think about it like this. I mean, I think about it like this, and I'm not trying to put out Metallica again, but Cliff Burton studied music theory. He's just an amazing artist, yep. musician. Loved what he did. Um, he showed Metallica how to make their music awesome, and then Apocalyptica just just sealed oh, it. Yep. They were like, we, we took your music note for note, we played it on different instruments, and this is what we got. This is the result. And I mean, goddamn, Metallica just totally made it. That, that Cliff Burton was just an amazing writer too. He, and then they used us. the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra and because, then, of course, that's where they're from. That you take it sense, a notch right? up higher, go to 11, uh-huh. and all of a sudden you've got a symphony with Metallica, and it's Oof. like, this is amazing. You know what, though? You just said a pop to lips, and you know Hayden. I love them. I was blown away to see all those guys, and I, I just feel grateful that I saw them. Rocking out, holy crap, the long hair, just headbanging. And thrashing their cellos. Yeah. Mind blown. I don't even know what to say. I remember watching the documentary on that when it first came out, SNM1, before they did SNM2. You can see the, the, these are professional, like, even the band says it. You know, Lars says, you know, we walk in this room, we're kind of like these rockers, and we walk in this room and there's professional cello players. They got bow ties on. They've got this on. They've got that on. They look so nice and professional. Right, and we sure. come walk in and we're like, hey, how you doing? We're Metallica. And he was like so underestimating them. They can read anything. They can do anything yeah. with their instruments. Oh, absolutely. Just really awesome. And for them to play Metallica music, they were honored to do it as well as I'm sure the musicians who played the strings and the timpanis and the percussion yeah. and the, the baritone area all were really appreciative of playing Metallica yeah. music. And here's the best part. The music Metallica did, note for note, sounds amazing when played on strings. And kudos to Michael Kamen for taking the rest of their songs and kind of adding fillers and adding percussion and adding this and adding that because that was truly amazing. And then the Scorpions did it too. Right. And a lot of bands yeah. follow suit doing symphonies. So I think symphony, I think symphonies and metal definitely play a huge well, role. Well, it gives you that because it doesn't take like center stage it gives you all that background and it takes whatever you're singing or whatever you're playing and just like makes it epic like over emphasizes it right. you know and it's you don't have any like dead silence you wouldn't have it in a professional song anyways but you have this wonderful orchestra behind you we talked Pretty about cool. with Buckaloo about uh, background sounds and stuff yeah. like on these newer these older sure. bands that are coming out they can't sing they don't have the the uh, they can't belt it out as much as they did before yeah. so you have to use filler yeah. and I think with a symphony that's, there's, that's, that's there's it. There's filler. It's that's all it. of it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like when we listened to uh, uh, Dra- Power Crest just now, it was amazing. It's just like that fast. That, band? No, no. that I thought sounded like. Um... That was Dragon Force. Oh. Dragon Force. One of those bands I heard on MP3. Right. Uh, they're just an amazing they were band. Great. And again, I don't know why you played that first song. That kind of threw me off a little bit. <laughs> not really progressive. I'm not really sure where we were going. I and love then... The Weekend. The Blinding yeah. Light song is just amazing. And that's my boy, Adam Gautner, right there from St. Nasonia. Uh, just 
killing it. He did an amazing job singing that. It sounded fantastic. Anyway, we'll keep this rock going. Uh, this is Hammerfall with Renegade right here on Rock Phoenix Live. Renegade 
You're listening to Rock Phoenix Live. Sword Metal! I was just thinking, there's totally a following for this. 
And the way I know that is because when we went to see Hammerfall, so many people had Sabaton shirts. So many people had Delane shirts. Yeah. There's totally a following for this. Well, yeah, it's not old, even though, again, I'm kind of thinking it medieval brings to mind. It's not old at all. They didn't even really get popular until the early 90s. It started getting popular. Right. And like a band like Hammerfall was 1993. And Nightwish was probably around the same time, maybe 1995. You know, it's not like there were bands formed in the, you know, I don't know. Medieval times, it's not like that at all. Right. So it said the most popular names, and it's kind of worldwide too, because the most popular names in symphonic metal or progressive metal, like the Swedish band Therion. I don't know if they're on your list because no. I know you like your Sweden, right? Um, Finland has Nightwish. Everybody knows Nightwish. They're huge, massive. Um, there's an Italian band called Rats. Wait, wait, who had? Oh, Finland. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Because we made that mistake because they're not Swedish. Right, but we played them anyways because right. it's close enough. You know, we've said before, we're not professionals. We just pretend to be. We've always said before too. Fire the fact checker. Yeah. Yet I'm still here. Hmm. Uh, it must be desperate. Trials are happening in in September. <laughs> there, um, Italy has a band called Rhapsody of Fire. Uh, not on your list. What about the Dutch band Epica? Oh, you know what? Rhapsody of Fire, Fire? is on our list. Ooh, what about Epica? 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 Yes. There you go. So they were not like the pioneers of it, but they kind of were. They're just the most prominent named ones that people recognize. But I mean, there's a lot. And yeah, there's a following because again, there's goth metal. It's kind of the same. You know, there's there's all these genres that could kind of be mixed. So Sabaton, we talked about them before on our uh, Swedish podcast because they are a Swedish heavy metal band. Yeah. But they're also a Swedish power metal band. Right. They're also a thrash metal band. <laughs> I don't think we've heard any thrash sound. And yes, but... a symphonic metal band. Well, you know what? That was Sean, my coworker, that has suggested Sabaton because he's going to see them. They're amazing. We, this is the second song I played. We have to play the other one on our Swedish episode. Just how, love their music. How Absolutely he described it. it to me, though, and I've only heard just a couple of the songs. He says they um, tell history, like their lyrics are an actual historic event. So I don't know which song you're yeah. going to play, but we and that's what they pay said, yeah. attention. And then that's what you said on the last podcast, too, was, mm-hmm. hey, you're into it because you're listening to them fight to the battle of yeah. the force. I'm going to break the gates down. Right. Right. That was good. Thanks. Thank you. That's your very own. But yeah. Um, Another common theme that I, I remember reading is that a lot of these bands uh, have female vocalists, female soprano. Some of them that are a little bit darker, they have the guy who sings with the soprano, like a baritone. Okay. Or a growler. You'll have a growler that's mixed with this high soprano female voice, and that's part of one of the distinct elements, too. Gotcha. But they don't all have to follow that exact rule. Well, and that happens, too, truly. Like, a lot of the bands, like Dead by April, they have the guy who sings the soprano or the higher parts, Mm -hmm. and then you got the guy that does the, I will mess you up, or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Five Figure Death Punch, he's got a really cool sound, because he's able to harmonize and throw that in there and do it in a rock and roll song, and they've made some really good songs. Um, I wonder if they write their own music or they have someone that comes in and helps them. I'm not sure. Anyway. Yeah, symphonic metal is one of those things where you can call it what you want. I think, honestly, I, I would I would call it optimistic metal. 
because it's just so uplifting. It's not like it's drowning you in, in baby, come back, or, you know, yeah. I'm lost in your love, or yeah. the girl hurt me, now she's a bitch, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Right. You're writing about hate, anger. It's truly about getting to the end, and no matter how you get there, you fight to the fish. And sometimes it's about, you know, over overcoming certain things. And that's, again, the same thing. It's about optimism. And I think I like that a, a lot about the, the, the genre of the music is how optimistic it is. It's so positive. And those guitars, man. When they're just drumming and they're just in that rhythm, it's just like it flows. And I can totally see why there's a huge following for symphonic metal and power metal and uh and every time metal. every time you hear them if you're playing them or it just comes on you like start you know trotting around the house <laughs> right get out the broom and hold it backwards yeah all right well all right here we go let's go this is uh oh my gosh this is camelot with wings of despair rock phoenix live
Rock Phoenix Live. Check it out on all your major listening platforms. That's Rock Phoenix Live.
I, I gotta say, I think the drummer and the guitar player and maybe the vocalist too are gonna be like, God, we gotta slow down. It's just too bad. I can't move anymore. I'm gonna. That song, when I first heard it, just made me realize that that song had everything I needed in a rock and roll, heavy metal, uh, slow ballad. Everything was right there in that song. It was absolutely awesome. So awesome. I love that song when I first heard it until I heard it right now. I love that song, Holy War by Dragonland. So, what if these guys are in concert and all of their songs are that fast pace like that? Are they literally just spinning when they're done? Oh, I bet. I bet they're just dripping sweat. Oh, just... my gosh, right? The, uh, the, dra- the, the guitar player for um, like Dragon Force, he's in mass media. He's in a lot of social media outlets, and he really presents himself out there, and he's in a lot of contests. He can win his guitar and stuff like that. Um, but he does. he's just an amazing guitar. If you ever watch him play, he just knows how to play the guitar. He, he just... He knows every note like inside of his head, so he knows where to go with the next note to the follow note. Absolutely, just amazing guitarist. Well, because he lives it. Well, these guys, all these these power metal guys, it's like they take they're taking everything to eleven for six minutes straight, if not six, seven. It's they just they keep going, they keep going, they keep going, and it's fast, 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 and it's just go, go, and it's like. And then when do you just drop dead? That's what I'm wondering. Like you just gotta be like. Well, that's where they die of old age at 50. <laughs> they die of old age and what? Oh, they have mad, mad arthritis, or they have horrible, oh, horrible carpal yeah, tunnel. or something, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, eventually but old age kicks in and takes over. You know what? I used to be able to wire some panels in the dark. I can't even see in the dark now. <laughs> what? I can't even see in the dark? Like when I used to do alarm panels, I could be in the closets, you know, and... Yeah. Whether it was like morning and the sun was just coming up because I got there early, I could wire it. I know where Terminal 2, Terminal 3, Terminal 4 were. I could just stick my screwdriver in there and just do that. Now I can't, like. <laughs> what, you gotta put your I got my flashlight on? phone. Uh, <laughs> can't even do it anymore. You know what happened last night? We were watching um, Liam YouTubes from when he was a little boy. And you can hear me in the background. And he says, he says to me last night, Oh, you sounded so nice. Listen to your voice. And I'm like, yes, I used to be happy. <laughs> and he was so... And so were you. Yeah, and so were you. He was so nice when he was a little boy. But it's amazing how much just your voice changes. Like you were talking about these these old bands. Everyone's ragging on Vince Neil. He doesn't have the same oxygen. I can't hit hardly any of the high notes that I used to be able to sing. You just don't have it. I've been you don't singing have the same in the, in the truck capacity. Lately. I've been singing in the truck lately, and I can get those tones up there again. I'm slowly, but like oh, I'm like practice. <laughs> but I can get them. I'm getting there. I'm gonna get my right. voice back in there because I think there's something awesome about singing with your gut versus your vo- vocals. But again, Josh Bugaloo said that a lot of these older guys, like he said, uh, Bon Jovi now sings with his nostrils. Yeah. When he does certain notes. I'm like, yeah. well, how do you do that? Yeah, but that's probably just because there's some issue and something's breaking down yeah. or something has changed. And, you know, Bon Jovi's just like he's Bon Jovi because he'll always be popular. It doesn't matter if he sings through his nose. I don't care. He can honk for all I care. He'd be fine. <laughs> he's fine. That's all. There's a simile going on with tonight's show and the, and the, and the Sweden show. Uh, again, Dragonland from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Are you, you seeing the, the? Yeah, but that's where all of this progressive metal. That's that's what I was telling you. It, yes, we threw in Italy there, but I mean it's Finland and it's it's Sweden and 
Where are Dutch people from? Dutchland. No, Dutch, I can't. Deutschland. No. Germany? No. Oh my gosh, I'm having total brain fade here. But I mean, it's European, this yes. type of music. And yeah, it did come over because obviously, you know, Nightwish has sold out concerts. And So you're you know. the band Takeda. You're the band Dead by April. You're the band uh, Smash Into Pieces. And you guys grew up on this. You knew it since you were kids. And all of a sudden now you have your own bands. This is why they're so awesome. This is why they kick ass. And this is why we kind of love this stuff because in America at these times, we were doing grunge in the 90s we were doing like little hard rock stuff we weren't into the progressive stuff one of the things i wanted to say was i remember when i was trying to listen to this music like i was really like scared to listen to it with other hard rockers around because this was this wasn't exactly a genre that was on the radio it wasn't exactly a genre that you could listen to with your friends you know it was like oh he listens to hammer he's gay yeah, but you were already... Or like when those guys are like, Lord have mercy. It's like, I was like, you know, that guy's vocals are really high. He must be gay. He listens to Dragonland. Talking about dragons and hammers. He's probably got, uh, what's that disease where you're in your head? Um, Schizophrenia? No. <laughs> when you're like... You're autistic? Autistic. What does that have to do with it? Oh, maybe he's autistic. That's why he listens to the, the We will defend forever. And I like Harry Potter. Oh, that could be it too. Well, it's all a theme, really. You know, they dress the part and their their hair and makeup is kind of the part. They don't wear like a the lot The theme of... is optimism. I think that's what it I is. I don't think so. You can't go into battle and be optimistic because you're killing people. And you could be killed. That's not really very optimistic. That's the truth of it. That's the truth. But these bands, when they play these songs or when you watch them on show, it's like you're dressed up in armor going out to, with your buddies and everybody's oh, together. Oh, you're going to go slay a dragon. And we're fight for a cause. And then you... You write for that cause. Like that's 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 the the, the meaning, the the, the buildup, the climax. The you're all together and you fought one for all, all for one. Okay, Robin Hood. No, that was um, Three Musketeers. Oh, what wasn't that Brian Adams song? And Rod Stewart and Sting off the Three Musketeers soundtrack. Oh, I thought that was Robin Hood. No, Robin oh, Hood yeah, was um, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know. No, Robin Hood was uh, robbed from the rich to give to the poor. <laughs> See, that's why you like it. Because that's, oh, that's everything I do. I, I do, do it for you. you. See? No, that's a different song. Brian Adams? Yeah. Hmm. The other one was, let's uh, give it all for yeah. one. One for all. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, while uh, I'm singing. Good thing you got your movie straight. All right, Jen, here it is. Epic. Epica? Epica. With uh, Never Enough, Rock Phoenix Live.
Whoa, what's going on there? Wow, that got real dark. Right. That's that um that goth death metal growl influence right there. Wow. I was looking up uh Epica. Epica, whatever. <laughs> and and I had a little brain fade because I was like, where are Dutch people from? Hmm, hmm. The Netherlands. So Epica is Dutch from the Netherlands. Uh, they started out um, being this symphonic metal genre, yeah. and then they kind of tweaked it a little. They have some gothic tendencies, and now, even more so um, lately, they're going to kind of that darker um, death metal influence. So that song that you played, it didn't seem very positive to me. I even so much looked up the lyrics. And well, and that's what I was going to say when you talked about Epic or Epica when you mentioned it earlier off the air. Was I was like, well, you got it, Epica's, and I saw them on the list, and I'm like, but you got to kind of, they're not, they're not the uh, the fast, you know. But maybe they were in the beginning. No, I don't. This, that was off an that old, was old album. Oh, because yeah. I was thinking if they're changing, and all of a sudden they... they're now changing, which a lot of bands are doing. Like a lot of the, uh, the elect- electronic bands that were doing like the, yeah, are now going to that. Like that dark stuff, and I think what happens is in the music industry, you either are appreciated for what your what your music is, or you're left changing genres to try and find where you're supposed to be. Well, it's called evolution. Well, yeah. If if you want to stay popular, and you got to sort of change yourself a little bit, you know, or you can stick to your guns. If you truly believe that this is what you were meant to play, then hopefully, you know, you can sort of withstand the storm. But but everybody is always changing. Oh, look, it's the next newest, latest, and greatest, you know? Yeah. And I guess in the music world, they still need to just roll with it. Well, talk about being stuck. Um, you know, think about Queen or think about the bands that lost the lead singer and they're trying to move on. Yeah. And it's like the audience is still looking for that journey or that queen that they yeah. knew yeah and now they're, they have this new singer us old guys have problems with new singers <laughs> and we're like we don't want it we don't i don't care if queen puts out an album in 2022 it's well, a best seller on it. it i'm not gonna listen to it freddie's dead so huh right. we don't have a choice but they're not Freddie, just gonna wither away but at some were... point you're like if the lead singer's gone and that's what made the magic and now you're like, I'm just, I, I'm not. I'm no, the there's still a sellout. I don't think that that no, is know, what made the magic. But I'm just saying, but sometimes that's a hang up for, for some people. Yeah. Is when some part of the band is not the same as they once before were before, right. or when they change genres. They just break up. Yeah. But then they go and hook up with their buddy down the road, and somebody else, two more guys, go over here, and that's when our. Like we talk about all the time, all of a sudden, oh, these guys all know each other. Yep, they're a super band. Right? Oh, that's even cooler, like a super food. The buddy down the street was from one band. His yeah. guys over here, we're going to bring together and we're going to do our own thing. Yep, and it's a super band, yeah. right? That yeah. was pretty cool. Well, these power metal bands. Super group. We don't know too many too many of them that are super groups, but they kind of like seem to stick and stay together for a long period of time. Like Hammerfall, I haven't heard of any issue other than they lost a drummer. No, they got different members. I can see past members and and current members. Gotcha. And this, 
it's not like a juicy list like some of the bands where I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> Why yeah, right? is there so many? And it's not because they've been around for decades and decades. It's just they're just burning through people. And for it's not that they've reason. been around for decades and decades. They keep singing about the past decades and decades and decades. I didn't get that at all. They're singing about a joke? Dragonland and, you know, oh, no, the I Renaissance. Just, right. Oh, I was talking about They've been singing about the decade and decades. And so we think they're from those times coming back to sing their song. Anyway. Uh, I'm yawning. Little news. Um, <laughs> uh, so that Dragonland song, Holy War, uh-huh. was off their album called Holy War. Now, Holy no. War, the whole album was written about being in a Dragonland. Hence the name Dragonland. Right. Which is crazy. So all the lyrics are about being attacked by dragons and fighting them and, and coming I in I wonder contact. if that's based on like a novel by so-and-so. Because remember we were running into that? Well, you weren't. I was well, telling Metallica you about it. Well, Metallica had that song, For Whom the Bell Tolls, but it had nothing to do with the book, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Right. Well, mm. yeah, but that's just sort also of. a it saying. Sort of. It had the war in it. That's right. Never mind. It's a saying. People say that, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Oh, really? New, young guy here. <laughs> Whatever. All right, here we go. This is uh, Delane. We should have solved them. This is Sucker Punch right here on Rock Phoenix Live. This frost before the tide, and it's it's staying my tainted heart. Yeah, just leave me to my solitude.
You're listening to Rock Phoenix Live, Son of Vengeance by Rhapsody of Fire. Suffer from grace Be 
Rock Phoenix Live.
MTV Europe's Music Awards Best Dutch and Belgian Act Award. Right there, Rock Phoenix Live. That was Within Temptation. Amazing. They kicked ass. That was an amazing song. And again, a Dutch, Dutch symphonic metal band. And where are Dutch people from? The Netherlands. The Netherlands! I'm going to keep saying it till I remember. <laughs> they won the uh, MTV Europe's Best Dutch Award. Best Rock. Or best Dutch Award? Yeah, Belgian They're the Act. Best Dutch people in Dutchland. Best selling Dutch artist. <laughs> okay. A, in a Dutch oven. Good for you. Is that a true fact? It is. Because I'm fired, so now it's up to you. No, I was Enjoy. just looking. Good luck. Yeah. What? All right. Fact checker. That's your new title. No, I'm just saying. I was showing interest in the band. Anyway, that was an amazing song, but did anybody have the tendency that sounded like Chris Isaac's uh, I Don't Want to Fall in Love, but just with a metal version? Like uh, uh, the so band. Oh, the band Him. They did the song "I Don't Want to Fall in Love" or whatever it was called. They did oh, they a remix. remade it. Yeah, oh. and it was heavy, and I thought it was great. It was fantastic. Wow, man, I can't believe these songs again. All these bands are not from the United States, so you can clearly see where symphonic soul magic would come from. It would come from the ideas of the Europeans. Not to say that uh, Europeans don't have good ideas. Well, they have old ideas because they were here before us. Exactly. They probably have really good ideas because they have had a lot more time to stew over it. Yes, right? true. Yeah, to come up with them. Whereas we are reactive. <laughs> well, if he does something, oh, I'm going to do this. But you didn't think about it. You just that was your reaction. Could be. They go Biden. What? Nothing. Biden have to do with it. He's reactive. Yeah. We need to sign all these bills. We need to do. We need to get. We need to get. Trump is reactive. We need to get manufacturing back to the United States. Okay, let's get it back to the United States. Oh crap! Nobody wants to do manufacturing. Why the hell did we do that? It's probably too expensive. Well, yeah. Well, we did. We we have a um, microchip plant that is hiring like a ton ton of people, and a lot of people are worried because they think the people are coming from Taiwan. Some are, but some of them were already here, and we sent them to Taiwan. They did a six month training in Taiwan, and now they're coming back. Here's but the it doesn't mean that they're from Taiwan. The quality of the workers. Like, yeah, I understand. You want to build this billion-dollar plant. There's no workers. Around the ones here, you do have... ones that don't want to work, you mean. There's nobody that wants to work. You're telling me a kid that once worked at the UPS store can now be an analyst at a manufa- chip manufacturing plant? I guess so. Holy <laughs> shit, we're in trouble. <laughs> no, I think we'll be fine because he gets to sit on his... You know what? I call him Homer, Sim- yeah. Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's in charge of the nuclear reactor, can sit on his ass, and I'm yeah. an analyst. And you know what? What that are you analyzing? Could just How many rock. sheep go Re- over my head? Remember the little um, the little counter woodpecker? He goes, yeah. Boop, 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 he was working from home. His enter key. Yeah, yeah, he could totally do that. Oh, that's terrible. I go to the <laughs> I go to discount tire, and uh, they don't even put my spare on. Because <laughs> I didn't know how. He's like, I don't even know how. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how? Ah. He's like, the van's too old. It's a 2014. How is it that old? Oh, baby. You need to go back home and nurse on mommy's tit. (laughs) Uh, 
I'm just saying, there's there's not a lot of people to work out there, and and then when you do get people to work, they're like, fine, I'll come in and work because I'm getting good money. But it's like you don't have the skill. You got you wanted it because well, you can train people. They people, don't train. They people want, are trainable. People are desperate right now. Like you've got people that really truly don't want to be there working at McDonald's, and it's like, here you go, here you go. Well, you go. at my work, it was really good difficult. Good morning, sir. Here's your coffee. Sorry. At my work, it was really difficult to train because I didn't have time to train because we were so short of people. I was busy, 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 busy. And all of the new trainees, even though my corporate put together probably a million bucks worth of really great training videos. Yep, no time. (laughs) Sorry, can't do it. There's training videos. We're well aware of that, but we don't have time to have one person, you know, okay, you go sit down and watch your training videos. Right, exactly. Not, not even a short one. We just don't have the time for it because we're too busy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the story everywhere, you know. That's just Jen and Frank's rant. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, it's just it's one of those things. My other rant coming up after the next three songs is going to be about driving. Oh, no. No, I'm joking. Yeah, don't. Because we're riding horses now. Oh, please. Isn't it? Aren't you tired of the other horse cutting you off when you're riding into battle and he just wants to veer in into your safety space between you and the horse in front of you? And he didn't even indicate. He didn't wag his tail. This is the way I'm going. Blinkers, Rock Phoenix Live. This is Reborn by Alexandria.
Phoenix Live back here in the studio, man. Wow, what an amazing band right there. Lacuna Coil. Everybody loves Lacuna Coil. They're just one of those bands that just totally blow everybody off the charts. They did their cover of um, All I Wanted, All I Needed Was Here in My Arms. It was amazing. It was fantastic. And then, again, here's my thing. I don't know if they're so much symphonic metal as they're more like dark metal. But again, they could be classified as symphonic metal. They do write about, you know, mythical things. Right. And her voice kind of fits the the profile, like the example. Right. She's got some beautiful melodic sounds and hits some high notes and sure. Yeah. Why not? Exandria. Amazing. That song Reborn. Totally awesome. That band kicks but we played them before though right i don't think so no awesome band familiar um we also (laughs) played uh within temptation faster that song was awesome that was heavy and that had some great stuff and i actually saved that to my playlist uh awesome totally great music and again i don't think these bands are from the united states was it fantastic oh i'd say freaking freaking fantastic anyway Great music back there. But the next band we're going to be playing is a band that everybody loves. And you're going to be saying, what? What? Christmas in August? No. Yes. Right here on Rock Phoenix Live. trans Orchestra. And they are considered to be symphonic heavy metal. Which, of course they are. Yeah. They are the epitome of symphony and heavy epitome. metal. Out. Right, Jen? I know. I love that word. It's right. perfect. Do you know what I found out about them? What'd you find I think we kind of already all know. Like, everybody knows Trans-Siberian Orchestra, TSO, because when we see um, the houses with the Christmas lights set to music, it's usually that one, and it's all over the TV or whatever. And we had heard before that there's two sets of bands. Because they have such a short season, Christmas season, and they want to be, like, everywhere and anywhere, everybody wants to go see them during the holidays. They need kind of an East Coast and a West Coast, right? Because there's, like... Like time zones and whatever else. Um, they say that they have usually, I don't know if it's every time, a 59 city tour every year. Wow. That's why they need the two bands, right? So I, I didn't really know a lot about them, so I thought this was interesting. Between the two of them, um, they boast 38 tractor trailers. Oh, this was 2019. Two, well, 2020 was Yeah, exactly fire. right. I forgot about the dumpster fire. Uh, 38 tractor trailers, 240 crew members, 50 tons of gear. There's a lot of stuff that goes with those guys. 232 crew members. That's not in counting the people that have to set the stage up. 240? Oh, 42? <laughs> no, just 240. 240 crew members. Crew members, yeah. So that's the bandmates, that's the stage set up, Really, everything. when you think about it, though, they have so much going on. Like, yes, the stage, but, you know, just when you're looking over in this corner at this one person because the spotlight is on them and everything else is darkened, right. all of a sudden, boom, there's like a whole other thing going on on the next corner kind of deal um i didn't really know the history of it and it's kind of cool um 
It's a it was a it's rock band, I guess, but we want to call it you know symphonic metal. Um, founded in 1996 by a producer, composer, lyricist. His name was Paul O'Neill. He has since passed. Um, he also brought together um, Sabotage. Right? Oh. So John Oliva and Al Petrelli, both members of Sabotage. And I guess when he died, the band just the popularity kind of boosted for whatever reason. And when I was scrolling, I wanted to find out like the history, like how he came up with this idea. So Paul O'Neill, I guess, was pretty amazing. He managed and produced rock bands like Aerosmith, Joan Jett. ACDC, Humble Pie, right? And then progressive metal band Sabotage, etc. But he said in the 1980s he was fortunate enough to visit Russia. And if anyone has ever seen Siberia, he says it's incredibly beautiful and incredibly harsh. So he just wanted to keep like that theme. So the one thing. You need metal and you need symphonic. Yeah. And then um, the Trans-Siberian Railway, I guess. All the people live by the Trans-Siberian Railway. That's how they get all their stuff. So he thought that sounded so cool. So he has the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And he liked the sound of TSO. Just to really? Make it so this was like a boy and band that's why put together. When, by when a guy we, who was a producer of Malt. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he just had the vision. And yeah. sure enough, it just exploded. He wanted something that nobody else has ever done before. Boom. And he did it. Yep. Success. And they two were only in the Christmas season. Yeah. Something that nobody else ever does. And a kind of a cool thing. I didn't realize Unless that. Unless you're like, like the lady, um, who's her and her husband, they go out on summer. Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. They only go out in yeah, the summer. She time. does seasonal. Right. Sure. Yeah. I was thinking about it when we saw Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It is like beautiful Christmas music and yes there's electric guitars and violins and people singing but there's always like a sad story that would be the harshness the of big it all. guy with the right? coat he's like wherever yeah. you rock and <laughs> doing nothing it is a, it's a show it's a total right, show yeah which is great and I'm not and just that anyway it's something that nobody right? else has ever done yeah you know we, we've taken heavy metal bands and put them with or- orchestra music but we've never taken Heavy metal with orchestra, with plot, yeah, with, with story. With a theme and a story, and sure. Oh my god, amazing. All right, well, here it is. This is the song that everybody hears. It's Christmas time, Rock Phoenix Live.
Rock Phoenix Live.
uh, I love this song. Absolutely loved it. Couple things I want to point out. It was really weird when it turned in from a ballad. All of a sudden, they went into this orchestral, which their name is Symphony mm-hmm. X. Yeah. Orchestral thing, and then to come out of it, they kind of like thump the drums really quick, and then ding, 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 ding. it was just like it wasn't a great transition. No. It no. all of a sudden went back into that ballad again, and it was like you had this symphony thing going on, and I get it because you have to feel that because that's the name of your band, and you have to do that. But then when you transition back at the end to finish the song, it was Kinda like lost. Yeah, I'm back at the. You know what? I didn't even have my ears on, but and I was looking some information up on them, and all of a sudden I was like, something caught my ear because I can still hear it through the headphones, and I was like, gosh, is he playing another song? I didn't even realize it was like the same song right. i don't know I, I i don't know not not as impressive as some of the others but it wasn't a bad song at all so symphony x is an american progressive metal band finally we got one we yep. got one from new jersey oh we don't have one <laughs> just kidding um you east know coasters i love you guys yeah founded in 1994 um, the guitarist, Michael uh, Romeo, I guess, you know, he was the one that started it all. He has the recording studio in his home, and it's called The Dungeon. So, I guess um, their whole 2007 album was recorded in The Dungeon. Wow. You know, I'm- Metallica did that. They had to rent out that horrible prison or whatever, that island, to record that some kind of uh, St. Anger album. Like Alcatraz? It, no, that, that was the video. It was filmed there. But no, they rented out some kind of weird ass place to uh, do their record. Yeah, but we said Anger, that and before. They never had to finish it because James went to rehab. And then uh, what's his name? Kanye or uh, Kanye West did that? No, no, no. What? Kanye West. Uh, Kanye of- West did that. He rented out a, 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 a an NFL stadium. Uh, that is just showing your ass that's just throwing your money around He's got, right there you know but we heard about it with queen queen yes. rented out a place way in the cottage so they couldn't think but about anything makes, else that makes sense though right. you need to be away from distraction and as far as like renting out a, a prison or somewhere dark and smelly and whatever that gets you in the the, the mood that gets you in the mood to write that particular album that dark you know angry or whatever album Right? From the outside, it looks like the record producers or the executives were trying to create monsters. You're giving them drugs, putting them in environments, oh, yeah. and then making them go yeah. and freak the shit out of them and see what comes out of them. Right. Well, guess what? You sent James to rehab. Well, congratulations. Here's you the other broke thing. him. Molly Crew ended up making Dr. Feelgood. Uh, was it? No, yeah, Dr. Feelgood, and it was their sober album. Right. They, after they got back from Tucson, the rehab, they went out and they they, they did that uh, Dr. Feelgood album, which had um, the greatest hit ever, Kickstart My Heart, on it. And they did that all sober. So you see what happens when some guys go to drugs, other guys turn sober. You know, if you're really creative, it comes out. Yeah, but sometimes it's that, I hate to say it, it's the alcohol and the environment and the drugs that make them who they are the women you know yeah the right. fast cars and the women and the parties that's who they are a lot of these heavy metal bands so you take that away from them and they're like eh. you know what? all of a sudden you're not as exciting I've got or, uh, 
Well, maybe not to that extreme. I'm sure you can still have sex with strangers, but I just mean like you've taken away that that whole. I don't know the way that they used to Feeling see things, top. and yeah, yeah, right. I don't right. mean it's a good thing, but I mean that's how they wrote those songs and that's what they're feeling and that's why it came out and that's maybe why people could associate with it too right you get somebody and all of a sudden they're straight out of rehab and maybe they found Jesus and I don't know do you see what I mean right. like like that's a great thing but your music has taken a turn and it might not be the exact same sound that we were going for initially that right we all I agree 100% maybe you know, it's better look at Volbeat Volbeat doesn't have any problems and that guy can put on a show yeah. I mean the music it's not symphonic but you know what it feels like it because you know there's a lot of harmony in there and he's got a lot of that good vocal it doesn't oh, have yeah. to be raspy like some of the throaty bands yeah it's it's just straight well that's awesome. also you can hear his accent Netherlands which kind of surprises me because we talk about it all the time how come people that speak with an accent because they're from another country of course but speak English with an accent but you can't hear it when they're singing it but Volbeat Michael Polson I can hear that I know that he's not and I don't know what that's called when you can throw your voice like that like he really doesn't even need a microphone or you know an amplifier he just belts it out and it's it's not screaming like it's It's beautiful. From the front it's row, really you something. can definitely hear his vocals without sure. the microphone. Yeah. He can totally hear him. Yeah. And yeah. he's great. Absolutely awesome. Um, so my band, Blind Guardian, an amazing band, amazing song, but they were actually from Germany, and they're a German power metal band formed in 1984. And the funny thing about Blind Guardian is they are... Uh, they are attached to being one of the most influential power metal bands in the world. Interesting enough. They also had an Echo Award for the best national rock slash alternative group. Crazy. Uh, the other interesting thing is this. is So they were with New Kid Blast Records, Century, Me- Century Media Records, Virgin Records. Mm-hmm. Their last company, No Remorse Records. Do you have any remorse to not being with Virgin anymore? None. I should say it. None. Right. Anyway, Blind Guardian, crazy band. But again, I can totally see where you would take influence from them being from 1984. Just an amazing. Yeah, because my Symphony X that you had me look up. Oh, did you say 84? Mine was 94. Right. Mine's 84. Oh. They are one of the influential bands of power metal, symphonic metal. So another subgenre is... They're progressive metal. Neoclassical metal. Neo. Metal. Oh, jeez. Meadow. Neo. Neoclassical. So it's taking classic music and... Well, taking heavy metal music, influencing it and by neoing classical. it into what it is, <laughs> neoing it into what it is. It's just new, classic mixed with heavy metal. Making there's, it is what it is. There's so many genres. You can't keep track. I keep saying this over and over. It's enough already. All right, well check out this because I think I just found a secret, and it's Victoria's Secret <laughs> by Sona Artica, Rock Phoenix Live.
This is my night wish. Rock Phoenix Live.
Black Face Live back in the studio. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I call that my night wish because that was the older years back in the 1990s when they did some awesome albums with um, with uh, Tahara Tahundran and just an amazing singer. Absolutely amazing. One thing about her that you talked about in another podcast was she can do three octaves. Mm. Most singers can't do that. I think we said that Mariah Carey was one of them yep. that could actually do like four with her top or something. Just an amazing band right there, and uh, I just love that album. That was just an amazing album they had. And back in the day, they, they wrote amazing songs where you would have choruses, intros. You'd have A, B, C. You'd have different parts in between. They used so many different effects with his keyboards. Amazing. You know what I was just thinking about this music? Yes, most of these bands, other than our... Um Symphony X so far, right? They've all been in other countries. Symphony X is our only U.S. one. Right. And we were sitting here going, gosh, why isn't this more popular? And I do believe there's a big following. There's always a following for alternative or underground scenes. There's always a following like for that. But maybe because they don't play it on the stinking radio. How are people supposed to hear these? Like, you know, we know Nightwish. Yeah, we know Nightwish, but why? Why do we know them? Why did they make it so big? What did they do? Sometimes we hear these songs in like a, like a movie. There's a specific movie. And I don't mean like never-ending story, but you know what I mean? Like, right. like one of the songs and we're like, whoa, that was insane. When there's like a chase scene or something that's really dramatic because it would fit, right? But how come they don't play it on the radio? You know, could they slip that My in? My biggest a- concern right there. <laughs> right. Not enough rock music. No, 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 no. Not I, enough. I'm fortunate our local radio station, they play rock music. They play grunge, mostly grunge because it's mostly Pearl Jam and freaking uh, Audio Slave and all that stuff on there. But they do play some heavy metal, and I give them credit for that, but not enough. You know, they'll play the Pantera, they'll range. play the usual, and every day you hear the same yeah. heavy metal. Same Why can't we get the genre stuff. out there? Why can't Eclipse be on there? Why can't, uh, you know, Takeda be out there? They're all on the freaking ASCAP BMI. I mean, it's not like you couldn't play them. I don't know. You're, you're bigger than I am, and you can't play them. So you um, you also played Sonata Artica? Sonata Artica. Not to be concerned with St. Asonia. I'm not even touching that one. Okay. Um, they're Finnish as well. Yep. So they're a power metal band from Kemi, Finland. They started out as a hard rock band called Tricky Beans. <laughs> and yes, I said Tricky Beans. Okay. But then they decide that sounds totally stupid. Maybe I don't know. Three. They change their name to Tricky Means. Oh. Like. Yeah. I don't know, the means to an end or the means, the tricky, whatever. And luckily, they finally changed their name to Sonata Artica, which is kind of cool, right? Is that finished for tricky beans? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Damn, I should have looked it up. I have to go go to Babblefish <laughs> and get the translator. Um, but they also shifted a little bit more to power metal. Yeah. So, you know what? Their genres are the same. Symphonic metal, progressive metal, power metal. I saved that one to my playlist, Victoria's Secret, man. She must have told us her secret, which was power metal. Maybe. In her underpants. So, one of the guys, I don't remember which one it was in the band, um, 
He says, and he's quoted, I always like to think that it's melodic metal. Melodic. So that's what he wants to call it. That it's the easiest thing to for him because melodic is so important to him and we all think that we sound something like metal, so they mix the melodic and the metal and they call themselves melodic Optimism. Metal. That's what I'm saying. I think it's mm-hmm. optimism. Everything wants to be positive. That's why I think when we listen to this and you're like, Wow, this is actually kind of good. You're like, because you're like, I could actually, you know, work out to this, or I can do stuff to this, or just listen to music makes me feel really good because they're in a good mood playing. Well, it. you know what? That one of the first few songs that you played where they were just like, and I said they were going so stinking fast. If you were gonna work out to that, holy. You're gonna burn up the treadmill, man, because I don't think it can even keep up. So. What? When we were at the shitty hotel. The shady or the shitty? Shitty. Yeah. Thanks for your response, Hilton. It's not the Hilton. It was the Renaissance. It's a Marriott. Marriott. Hilton, you're great. Well, you know what? We were Hilton members for a bazillion years, and they they have lower end I was running on the treadmill. I was down in their gym, their old-ass gym. Their gym. The gym. No, I thought it was very nice. I don't think it was old ass. Well, it had nice wallpaper. Oh, okay. That would have caught my eye. But I think the mold from the pool was seeping in through the bottom of it. I told you the pool surface was dirty and old. Right? Dirty and old. And actually... No one cleans that. (laughs) No one. We're just ranting because we're pissed off. We spent a lot of money. When I I was on the treadmill in the gym... Yeah. And I'm running along, and I'm doing really fast. I didn't have any music, but I'm sure I could have. That's what I was gonna totally say. I don't think you had music, right? I could oh, totally ran to that. A lot of that, but you might have been trotting after a while, and some leaping in the air with your sword. Yeah, right. Absolutely, out um, the window to the pool. It would be really good workout music, but you'd have to pick and choose, and you'd yeah. have to set it up right. That one crazy fast one would have to be like the peak, and then you'd have to have the cool down. Right? Wouldn't that be saying. great if our phones synced with the equipment we were using to time the music <laughs> right? And you don't have to think at all because that's what technology does. It doesn't allow you to think. It just does it for you. Well, I don't know. Thank you for listening to Rock Phoenix Live tonight, guys. We love having you and having you listen to us. Um, Jen, thank you for your fact-checking tonight. Mm, you're welcome. Thank um, you for having me again. We're going to go to the Def Leppard concert room. next week, so there will not be a Rock Phoenix Live for a couple of weeks. And I hope to see you there, because Def Leppard is awesome, Motley Crue is awesome, and so is Poison, and so is Joan Jett. We're going to have a great freaking Amazing time. Woman. It's going to be fantastic. I hope to see some of you fans out there at Rock Phoenix Live. Woo! That'd be great. Thanks so much for listening to us, guys. Sweden, we love you. Finland, Europe, you're awesome. Uh, this is a band called Symphonia. They're not labeled yet, but check them out. They're pretty freaking awesome. This is Forevermore. Good night, Rock Phoenix Live fans.